I just want to say first off, congratulations on your directorial debut. I've mm-hmm. seen Marvel twice now, and I must say it's such a fun and eccentric Bonnie and Clyde S tale, packed with such great performances from Joe Carey and Camilla Marone. I have to ask though, between me and you, how much was the hair and makeup budget for Joe Carey's fabulous hairdo in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> More than I'd I'd like to admit. A good wig is like pricey, pricey, but. Man, we was struck. it more or less than the Moon Pies budget? <laughs> no, Moon Pies uh, was a sponsor. So we asked them if they oh. would involved with the film. And they were like, yep, absolutely. So we got boxes of Moon Pies. <laughs> like everybody was eating Moon Pies on set. It was, it was- <laughs> that was that was the craft services, like exactly. go-to mailman. <laughs> yeah. Well, besides from the great here, Kieran and his Coast guys give such vibrant performances. And with the variety of interesting characters you play throughout your acting career, did you take any inspiration from characters that you played to develop these characters we see in the film? For sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, the whole the whole idea of this film started with, you know, as an actor for over 20 years now, people have asked me like, wow, you've played all these wild characters. Like if you could play anything else, what would you play? And I, I never had an answer for that. It was always like, oh, I don't know. I wait until I read a script and it's like, oh, yeah, I can do that. But, um, you know, if I were to create characters out of thin air, what what would they be? And then that's that's kind of how I started writing the script it was like, oh, yeah. And, you know, the more I was writing, I was like, oh, I would love to direct this. I'm just fallen so in love with the characters in this world so then it was about like oh how can I write really challenging roles uh you know really juicy roles for some for some great actors and um you know it's a challenge like each of these characters has a weird duality to them they have they have to remain in this like weird kind of whimsical world Mm -hmm. and um you know, we wanted to play into some stereotypes, into some tropes of, of you know, characters you've probably seen before on screen and then flip that upside down. So, uh, you know, that was all part of it when we went into casting was like, can we find people who can really deliver? And um, boy, did I get lucky, you know? You definitely did. So, like, curious. So, like, did you kind of, like, develop these characters in a sense, like, this is a character, like, I would love to play? but let me get in the director chair and give someone a chance to play this like wonderful character that I think needs to be crafted for the big screen. Yeah, for sure. I mean, any writer writing a script, right? It's coming from them. So there's a little piece of them in all the characters that they, that they write, you know, and, um, you know, probably pieces of me that I'm not proud to admit, you know, <laughs> but, you know, shades of Marmalade and Baron and Otis and everybody, you know, it's, it's kind of like, it, it for sure it was like pulling from the well of my own life and from characters I played in the past and just imagination right and then it was kind of okay now how can how can I give these characters real voices and then how can we cast them that they can bring a sort of gravity and a sort of a realness to it you know and and then hopefully you have chemistry between them as well you know the movie lives or dies on Baron and Marmalade's chemistry and uh, just that first day on set seeing seeing Joe and Camilla I was like oh my god it's just electric and you're like thank god it's gonna work it's gonna work it really did their relationship really reminded me of the characters from Pulp Fiction Honey Bunny and Pumpkin and I thought they were like so perfect I was like this is like the younger version of them like coming to life in like their tale in a sense yeah, I mean, I've always been like a huge fan of the Bonnie and Clyde genre. So it's sort of like, you know, rooting for these 
people who are doing horrible things and are on the run for the most part, you know, so it was, it, it was fun going back and watching, yeah, the, like Pulp Fiction and watching Natural Born Killers and Gun Crazy and True Romance and, you know, all these movies that, that, that I've just loved for so long. And it was kind of like, oh, that's cool. We can sort of like steal that and sort yeah. of run with that and then do our own version of it and sort of, you know, play around with it all. It's, it's, uh, it's, of course, it's been done a million times, but it's like, how can we do it just a little bit differently? You worked with a range of directors from Clint Eastwood to Steve Carr. Did you take any insight from their acting approach and apply it to your first time directing? Yeah, big time. Yeah, totally. I mean, I you know, it's it's a um, it's a major advantage as an actor. I think being on sets for so many years, working with different directors from established like legends you know i worked with clint eastwood and michael bay and you know all the way down to first-time directors and you kind of see what works and what doesn't work at least for me or what works and what doesn't work for other actors and different crews and everything else and you know so i i sort of i i had i had built this sort of toolbox along the way um and and that that proved to be essential when when it came time to direct you know i was very comfortable on set and sort of understood the different departments and what needed to happen it was all the stuff beforehand right the pre-production and the post-production that i never get to see as an actor so that was really fascinating and and you know challenging in its own ways yeah it must have been so exciting because like you said you've had a 20-year span of like being in this industry so to kind of be the one to helm the the entire production and be like the captain of the ship must have been like a really cool exciting approach right yeah that's i mean as an actor right it's like you you oftentimes do not have any sort of control right you come into to a world that's already been created around you you do your thing and then you leave and then you know a year later or something you see the movie and you're like oh is that what they you know they can chop up your performance they can do whatever you're sort of you really don't have um you know any sort of control in the thing for the most part. So it was nice maintaining that and being like, I'm very specific on, on, on sort of tonally what I want here. And it was just surrounding yourself with really talented people and collaborating in that sense, you know? So did you go the Clint Eastwood route and just do like one take per scene? Or were you just like, let my actors work. Let's see what they can do. Let's, let's breathe a little bit. Sometimes because of because of our budget and the, the time frame we were on, that, that's all we had was one take. You know, that's, I don't. That's not necessarily how Clint Eastwood is doing it, but yeah, <laughs> totally. Like you know, Clint Eastwood does this cool thing where he never says action or cut. Oh. Um, I found that to be fascinating. You know, he learned that from from working on westerns, and every time that the directors yelled action, it's like the horses would buck up, yeah. and you know. Oh, that's what actors are doing too, right? Like you're relaxed and you're hanging out and then they say action and you like get into character, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, if I don't do that, it retains this sort of naturalism. So, you know, we tried that from time to time. I tried out like different processes as I went. And um, I I think that, you know, that's the other part of it is not just from the director's side, but from the acting side. I think a lot of first time directors are nervous to work with actors um, because actors speak a different language. They sort of, everybody has their own process and you need yeah. to, what works for one actor is not going to work for the other. Um, so I had seen that on sets and as an actor, I was like, oh, I'm approaching it from this angle. This actor is approaching it. He has a very different way of working. So like I was well-versed with that and that that proved um, to be kind of really helpful when I went to directing, yeah. Did you have a scene in Marmalade that you were looking like most forward to directing? 
Yeah, I mean, I think the uh, the without giving anything away, like the salsa dancing, like I had some imagery for that, but I was like, what is the most like sort of from Baron's perspective, right? Like what would be the most like romantic kind of idealistic we're like, we're criminals, baby. And like, now we're, and I just, I just immediately thought of like, that he thinks like this is salsa dancing or some sort of like flamenco, like, you know, that to him is just the most like exotic, romantic mm. um, fantasy ever. So like in my mind, I was always like, oh, I, was, I, I, was, I, I knew I wanted that in the film and I was like super excited to shoot that. So that was a lot of fun. And was that actually them two like dancing in it or? It was not. Those guys, the actors were like dying to do it. They're like, let us do it. Let us do it. And I was like, guys, we don't have time or the budget to like get you dancing lessons. Yeah. Like, we'll be fine. I was like, show me a little something. And like, they were kind of like doing I was like, no, 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 no. I need like spins. I need like the whole yeah. thing. So found some local um, professional dancers and like put them in the get up. And like, I, I just, you know, it's like, it is this fantasy sequence. So mm -hmm. I wanted it to, I wanted them to be like really good, you know, <laughs> to yeah. be like- You wanted to feel not, like a fantasy. Yeah, like I like the idea that 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 you go. That's probably not the actors doing that, you know. It's like part of that escapism, you know. So now, like with the first one under your belt, like do you have another genre you want to tackle? Because you've already so you've directed a heist film and wrote it, and yeah. you've also co-written a rom-com with Justin Long. What else do you want to tackle next? God, it's a good question. I'm sort of I'm writing another film right now, but it is sort of within the heist world again. But um you know, sort of more in the art world this time. Will you be in this art heist type film possibly? I, I'm just, I'm not terribly interested just yet until I get sort of more accustomed to directing of like wearing the two hats. Like I really like just sort of focusing on one, on one job, you know, and mm -hmm. I, I'm amazed that actors and directors can do that, that they can jump back and forth behind and in front. But um yeah, for now, it's sort of like just kind of crafting the stories I like to tell and, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully getting a chance to sit in the director chair again. Well, it was a pleasure chatting with you today, and I'm very much looking forward to whatever you do next. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.